Hello again, Broncos country, and welcome to another episode of the Orange Weekly pre-game podcast. Our Denver Broncos are looking a little sickly. We're going four games in a row of losing after starting the season 3-0, and starting off the season so hot and giving us so much hope for the season. Uh, Four-game loss, one of them to a backup quarterback, one to him, one of them to a coach with no name. It's been a difficult season. I'm here, as always, with my buddy David. Uh, David, how are you feeling about this four-game losing streak? Uh, not good, Jared. Uh, I don't really really know how to say it other than bad. Uh, feel bad. Real bad. Yeah, real bad. Um, and not entirely convinced, unfortunately, that it changes this weekend that we snap that skid. But we'll get a little further into that. Um, it's right now, it's just the dead coaching staff walking at this point. I mean, really, we, we talked about it all off season. Um, in fact, we mentioned specifically the only re, the only way we saw uh, the coaching staff getting fired during the season is if the defense was abysmal. And that's kind of what ha- what's happened so far. Um, you know, you, we, we can talk about excuses all we want. We can say the entire linebacking core has been injured at some point during the season, most of them for multiple games. But the bottom line is you've got a defensive forward head coach defensive-minded head coach guy who's supposed to be known for his scheme and and it's just it's been real bad the product on the field's been awful this season um and so you know that more than anything i think has been the real surprise for the broncos this season um it's why it's a dead coaching staff walking right now even if they haven't been fired yet and it's why i don't have a whole lot of hope going into this weekend's game unfortunately yeah i mean we last week uh, on that Thursday night game against the Browns, we had a backup running back run all over us. We had a backup quarterback uh, in Case Keenum, our old quarterback, throw all over us. It was just, you're right, it just didn't look the same. It, it, it was super unfortunate. The score, we only lost by three, but the score shows a lot different than what the game actually was. You know, and it, it, right, did it ever feel to you like the Broncos were actually in any danger of winning that game? Like no, me, Never. Yeah, never. Never once for me either. So, well, let's talk about the next game here. Yeah. Hopefully we can talk a little bit of positives. We have Jerry Judy come back. But before we get into that, make sure you sit back, relax, hit that subscribe button, hit the share button. Make sure you're sending this to your friends. Relax and enjoy another episode of the Orange Weekly pregame podcast. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. All right, David, before we get into this, you know our friends over at DraftKings have a little bit to say, and we want to make sure that we can win you money if you haven't already signed up for your DraftKings Sportsbook account. If you're hungry for a big win this week, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers, you need to bet $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do win, you get $200 in free bets. That's $200 on a $5 bet. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, like it is in mine. DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. All we need you to do, go to DraftKings, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now, and use the promo code TPPN. That's TPPN, and bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets if that team wins, you win with the promo code TPP. 
ESPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 years or older, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and that $5 wage required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I think we have a gambling problem that we keep thinking the Broncos are going to win. I mean, the thing about it is I've just stopped putting money on it at this point. Right? <laughs> uh, so I don't so know. That, that that's where the it. line is drawn. You, right, just, you don't have right. a gambling problem as long as you're not putting money on it. But right. No, we, I have a, we keep I have a, sitting here being hopeful. There's a fandom problem that goes a little deeper, unfortunately. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, let's get into it. Um, Washington football team's coming to town. Uh, Peyton Manning goes uh, being honored by the Broncos at halftime this week. Uh, you would think that that would bring uh, a big-time home crowd and a big effort from the team, but we saw Mike Shanahan go into the ring of fame against the Raiders, and the, you know the team left, laid a pretty big egg uh, in that yes. game. So, uh, yeah, I don't think we can necessarily count on that for any kind of performance boost. Do you think that, that uh, you agree there, Jared? You'd like to hope so, but it seems like this team just doesn't have the motivation for anything. I, I don't know how how to explain it. It doesn't seem like anything's going to boost their motivation. I thought, that especially against a Raiders game with no coach, that would have been that that would have been the motivation. But yeah, it's tough. Uh, there's some other storylines here too. Jerry Judy coming back, Whoops. right? Hopefully, I don't know if that's going to give a little bit of a press to the offense as far as the motivation factor. But I think that's what's lacking. Uh, you know, we, we go down on the Cleveland game. It, it was almost after the first drive. That first drive, Cleveland drove down and scored on us, and it just looked like we just had no motivation to do anything for the rest of the game Yeah, on either side of the ball, and it was super frustrating. Um, but Jerry Judy's coming back. Let's start on that side of the ball. Jerry Judy's coming back. It says He said he's not 100%, which is something to kind of keep an eye on. I think, was it yesterday that he said something along the lines that he's he's still limping around, he's still not feeling too, too hot, but they, they do plan to have him back for the game. Well, so what happened yesterday was they held him out of practice. Uh, they said he was a, he said he was a little sore, so they gave him a rehab day. Um, I'm assuming that means he still plays. Uh, you know, we're we're throwing Teddy Bridgewater out there at 70 percent on a short week, so right. uh, I can't imagine that Jerry Judy doesn't come back after we talked about all all, all week here. Um, yeah, let's talk about our offense versus their defense first. Uh, you know, hopefully Jerry Judy does provide you a boost there. Uh, but, and it's, you know, a, a Washington defense that much like ours was supposed to be one of the best ones in the league when the season started and really has not lived up to the billing, um, has really been a very, a pretty disappointing unit, quite like, quite like the Denver Broncos defense. Um, but last week, some signs of life, uh, from that defense, they, they did lose to green Bay last week. Um, but the, you know, the sacks are starting to come for them. Uh, they are, they've had six turnovers in the last three games uh, right. uh, four six turnovers in the last three games. Um, and Teddy Bridgewater has thrown five interceptions uh, in the last three games. So I'm getting a little concerned about the trajectory of that unit um, potentially on the upswing. It just feels like this season, if there's ever been an opportunity for a unit to go off or, you know, to, to, to change the narrative about them, they've been doing it against the Denver Broncos. So, yeah, I'm a little bit concerned about the trajectory of them versus our offense coming off a week where they just looked incompetent again. Absolutely. And and like you said, it they, they started the season saying that they were going to have one of the best defense. They're not nearly as injury riddled as ours. Right. I mean, their front, their front four alone scares me to the point where they probably 
And just like, who was it, the Raiders, they didn't even send anybody any blitzes. They sent four, and we're getting pressure every single time. Chase Young is having an absolutely amazing year. Jonathan Allen is killing it. Montez Sweat. All these guys on the front line are just absolutely destroying offensive lines. There's no need for them to blitz, which means they could drop people in coverage. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with my little bit of prediction right now. If we don't run more than 15 times in this game, I'm gonna be so mad. It's gotta and be I, 25. I think, yeah, it's gotta it's be got, closer to 25. We ran what 12 times last week. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And again, we only lost by three. They only scored 17 points. That's the narrative, right? Hey guys, they didn't kill us, but like. Again, we never felt like we were in the game. Even the coordinator didn't feel like we are in the game because he was still passing all, with a 70% quarterback. I, yeah. I'm going to get frustrated. I'm not going to do that. We need to run We need to run this ball, and we need to get to the second level because I don't think we, uh, Teddy Bridgewater is going to have the time this week to be able to get anything shorter than a, a couple, a slant or a five-yard out. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And, yeah, they've got to run it closer to 25 times, I think, to have even a shot in this game. Um the other thing is, unfortunately, though, the as far as Washington's defense go, that defensive line has really kind of tightened it up against the run a little bit. They allowed only 57 Absolutely. yards rushing against the Packers last week. Packers are a really good rushing offense. You think of them as, you know, Peyton Manning um, or Peyton Manning. Uh, <laughs> you think Rogers. of them as Aaron Rodgers um, and, and not much else. But they've got, you know, A.J. Dillon back there. Um, they've got Aaron Jones. They've got really really effective running backs and to hold them to 57 yards rushing you know that would be my key to the game too offensively jared is you know we haven't seen it from Shermer at all this year yet but if you somehow manage to run it effectively 25 times that turns it into a different conversation of yeah the broncos could really win this game but you know we've also got a offensive coordinator in Shermer who this week said some teams just don't score in the in the first half he literally just said some teams just don't score in the first half. And, I know, um, I... you know, I'm a little upset that nobody in Denver media asked him a follow up question. Do you think there are any winning teams that don't score in the first half <laughs> that just come up with nothing burgers and then come out to play in the second half? You, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get frustrated too. an NFL coach just writing off an entire half of football for his team like it doesn't matter. Um so uh, yeah, it's you're it's it's going to be on t- Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. Uh, if you get Albert O back this weekend and Noah Fant, it's obviously going to be on them again because we're going to pass it 35 times this game. It's just how the Broncos' offense runs. Um, is there? Do you see any way, any formula for victory doing that? You know, following our old throwing the ball. Yeah, yeah, following our old standby formula of throwing the ball really ineffectively, is there any way the Broncos win? <laughs> well, okay, for, if you see our offense scoring no nothing, do you see us win this game? <laughs> well, of course not. But but if, if we could stick, if we can uh, capitalize on some of the talent that we have out there, and for some reason we just haven't been able to, for one reason or another, we just can't get the ball to the right people. We just can't, you know, we're, we're, showing, we're throwing – Third and eights, which we are ending up in way too often, uh, at the f- at five yards yeah. and getting stopped. And, it, and it's just the decision making, it's the coaching, the play calls. It's it's a lot of it that goes into it. But I, we need to get Jerry Judy and Noah Fant involved because Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton can't be the only ones catching the ball. And it's it's and if you look at if you look at the first three games that we had, granted it was against sh- other shitty teams. I say I'm saying other shitty teams now, other yeah. shitty teams. Yeah. They they were spreading the ball out. He had eight eight 
targets on one day, nine targets on the next, right? So we have to get back to that. Noah Fant can't be getting two to three targets. Jerry Judy shouldn't be having one or two targets. It should be spread the ball out and get the open guy in the open field. Um, get you know, and I I'm gonna say it again. Get Williams more involved in this game because I think he really needs to step up and uh, get Gordon more involved in the game. Get him on some screens. Get him on some swings. Right? Yeah. Right. I mean, honestly, the screens were working out for us last week uh, for the most part. For the most but part, we just yeah. we just never really capitalized on any of it. You know, we we get a first down, then go three and out after that. So. No, to answer your question, if we play the way we did, especially against this this defense, I I don't see another first down in the first half. Yeah, so, some right. teams some teams don't have first downs in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, oh God, and no offense, oh, I love you, I love you to death. But when you're matched up in single coverage and you get that ball three yards short of the sticks on on third down, break a tackle, break one tackle, please. <laughs> uh, all right, let's 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 move on. Um, yeah, let's just talk about their secondary real quick before we flip the flip the bud. That okay. we talked about it, and if if we're gonna take advantage of anything, it's gonna be the secondary with that front line. But again, yeah. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is gonna have the time to be able to make a throw or make a read. So it's gonna have to be single read, and I don't trust Shermer to make single read play calls. That's just what it comes down to. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, let's see the secondary. They've got Landon Collins back now, but he's playing linebacker for them. Uh, as opposed to defensive back, um, they've got a Fuller, um, you know, the good Fuller, you might you might say. Uh, wow. Did I, yeah, <laughs> at this point, I'm sorry. Throw but, the shade. But Kyle has not been one of the better off-season pickups for us this year. He has not. Uh, William Jackson uh, is their other corner, their big money guy from came over from Cincinnati. Um, I believe he's injured right now. I don't know if he's yeah, he's questionable for this week. Yeah. Um probably gonna probably gonna go. Uh, but if not, they've got Benjamin Benjamin St. Just uh coming in. Um yeah, you can you Rookie can from match... Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> he from Minnesota, eh? Uh no, yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> uh no, and so you've got um Carmen Curl and they've got Landon Collins listed at, at strong safety on the depth chart till still but they've also got Deshazor Everett boy I, I probably butchered that um and Bobby McCain over there at defensive back on the safety side yeah it's matchups you can win especially if Jerry Judy is somewhat functional uh this week I, you know I, I don't know if we're going to put a percentage on him until you know sometime next week but until then you know all you can do is hope all you can do is hope that somehow there's a matchup you can exploit back there uh, that somebody out physical somebody else. We've got guys that can do that in the receiving core. Um, you know, there's just, it's like we've been saying all year, there's been no consistency uh, in them doing it. So, yeah, I yeah. we'll see. Um, maybe this is the week the passing game comes alive, but I don't know. I kind of doubt it, don't you? Yeah, and it depends on if Bridgewater comes out healthy. We never know, mm-hmm. right? He came out yeah. limping against Cleveland, and we didn't find out till afterwards that he was only 70% going in. So we don't, we don't know we don't know what health like I feel like we're just not getting told what their real story is on what their health yeah they'll be ready to go but like are they though are they well, ready to go because yeah. you're throwing them out there because you're afraid to throw out your backups is that what's going on right are you trying to save your save a job that's already at this point probably a, a fait accompli I don't know right um, unless unless we go on a four game win streak starting right now and I'm yeah. looking at our schedule it looks real tough it's playoffs it's playoffs or bust and I'll go on record right now and just say I don't think the coaching staff gets fired unless like 
and and I say lose the locker room. I don't know, man. Mid season, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before the season get is over. Um, but man, watching I them thought, tackle. I thought you were against... about to. Say, I'm not gonna lie. I thought you were gonna say that uh, you don't see this coaching staff getting fired. I was... No, no, no. Oh yeah, they're uh, done. <laughs> they're done. Yeah, they're done. Um, but I mean, watching them try to tackle against Cleveland, it felt like a team that ha- didn't have much to play for anymore. It felt like a team that was not real invested in the coaching staff or, or executing the coaching staff's plan. So I don't know. I say lose the locker room, and I don't know if they're that far away from that uh, trope being carried out. Um, anyway, yeah, let's, I mean, that's let's, what that's what happened with Vance Joseph, right? It's true. It's he, true Joseph lost the locker room, and, and look at, after two seasons, it was we can't and, you can't lose the locker room. And now look at Vance Joseph coaching one of the most dynamic defenses in the NFL in Arizona. It's uh, yeah, but he's a coordinator. On. Yeah, right? Right. that's the difference. Right. He was yeah. never a coordinator before he even came. You know what? Okay, let's. You're mm-hmm. right. This is this is a well. different different podcast. Let's switch the ball. Uh, Broncos defense just injury ridden, just mm-hmm. absolutely destroyed by injuries. Um, and you can make the excuse, right, that basically only we have no starting linebackers from the beginning of the year. Um, I think Von Miller is ready to go. I think he's good to go. It's gonna be it's gonna be another one of those situations where he's probably not like uh, he's definitely not a hundred percent. He's been day to day. He hasn't really practiced all week. Um, he they, the coaching staff said his designation would be questionable for this game. He's a guy who always wants to go out there and do it, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him out there. Um, but, you know, it's another thing of where, all right, well, he'll be on a pitch count at best, and at worst he re-aggravates the injury and is out for a longer term. Um, Mike Purcell, not going to play. Uh, so you've got him out. Um, I, you know, we'll see what Kenny Young brings at the linebacker position if he's if he's available to go. Because it's him and Justin Stranod, and then you're down to Curtis Robinson at inside linebacker. Um, yeah, it's it's you're right. It's it's injury. It's been an injury riddled uh, defense basically everywhere except for the secondary. You've got Ronald Darby back now, um, which is good. So you don't have to trot Kyle Fuller out there all the time. <laughs> but you know, it's 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 still a defense that's you wanted to be more effective up front in order for it to work at all. Um, and they're just, again, not super effective up front right now. Uh, what do you think has to change on that side of the ball for them to have success this week? Because this Washington team is no joke running the football. Not only running the football, but they're, they're, this might be the best offensive line we play. Mm. Uh, they have one of the best offensive lines. I mean, there's a reason Tyler Heineke is winning games. Yeah, right. Uh, he's in his, and he's throwing the ball well, and they're running the ball very well, too. It's, this is uh, McKissick is having a pretty good season so far. Um, my, my problem here is again, this front, this is the best offensive line and we've had bad offensive lines that we've played against and still can't get pressure. If we can't figure out some way to get a little bit of pressure on Tyler Heineke, he can sit back there and absolutely destroy us. And I, I I hate being negative on our, on our pregame, right? I want to be positive. I want to be able to say, yes, this is what we need to do. This is what we're going to go out and do. But right now it just looks like we're just outmatched. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not just the the arm with Tyler Heineke that you have to worry about. He had 10 carries for 95 yards against the Packers last week. Um, and he is definitely a mobile guy, athletic guy. Uh, would have had a touchdown if he hadn't inexplicably just kneeled at the goal line instead of right. running it in. Um, but So, yeah, you've got a dual-threat quarterback there. Um, you, you talk about him as a backup, but it's not like he's incompetent. 
Um, I don't think it's the same as talking about throwing Drew Locke out there right now. I'm so all apologies to Drew Locke, but yeah. Um, cause yeah, he had 200, 268 yards passing last week and a touchdown. Um, so yeah, you're right. Unless they get some pressure on him, uh, and make it a really, really tough day, uncomfortable day in the pocket for him. It's going to be really hard. I don't know where that pressure comes from. I, you know, maybe they're able to scheme up some blitzes. I, they've got to try. Uh, but yeah, if they don't get pressure and serious pressure, I think it's going to be another long day for the secondary. Honestly, I think Terry, Terry McLaurin's going to have, you know, 10 plus catches, hundred plus yards, at least a score. Um, I don't know, Jerry, do you think there's any chance the defense comes alive this week? Do you think there's any chance they put the clamps down on this Washington offense and say, no more, we're tired of people talking smack? I mean, if if that's the case, we have to stop Terry McLaurin. Like yeah. he, we have to stop him, and he's he's where their offense runs through uh, as a receiver. Absolutely, and Absolutely. get and get pressure. We have to get some sort of pressure, whether it's blitz packages, whether it's whatever the case is. We're gonna have to get some pressure. I think our run defense is not. I'm not giving up on our run defense. I'll yeah. say that, even though we got ran all over by a backup running back. Um, I, I do want to say, I do want to give our run defense a little bit more credit that that was probably the first game that we've seen that really bad. So we'll see what happens, um, what happens there. But yeah, Terry McLaren is just, I mean, he's been targeted so far this year. Um, let's see, 14 times, 13 times, 11 times, eight times, 11 times, seven times. He's they're they're trying to get him the ball. He's being double digits in most of the games this year. He's got four touchdowns on the year. Um, he's catching the ball over sixty percent of the time when he's targeted. Yeah, uh, except for in New Orleans, he was uh, he was they they clamped him down. But that's I think that's our key. We're gonna have to stop him and make sure that he's not because he, that's Tyler Heineke's read on like ninety nine percent of the time. So I I think we could do it. I think our defensive backs, um, again, not injury riddled, riddled, other than you know Darby coming back. Should be able to shut that down, but it depends on what scheme we come out with. We we came out, we were super surprised last week to come out and get thrown all over by all all over. Uh, I, I man, I, I hate to have that negative attitude, but it just doesn't seem like this this uh, matchup you know, looks good. No, it doesn't, honestly. And you know, we kind of have been negative all game long, but that's what we've been presented uh, from the team. That's what we've been given, and so negativity, unfortunately, is what we're gonna get give you. Until we give you, they give us a reason to give you something else. Um, right. Yeah, uh, another matchup I'm a little bit leery of that Ricky Seals Jones, their tight end, kind of sneaky underrated to me. Um, as far as tight ends around the league, I think he's a guy who you really have to respect and watch. Um, I remember a play they were playing Kansas City, and like the entire Washington offense got behind the Chiefs defense somehow, but Ricky Seals Jones was the one who got the ball. Um, and he really flashed some athleticism on that play for me. It, it, it worries me against this secondary and linebacking core. Um, it's just, you know, we're going to have to see. I've seen too many open receivers behind this defense this year. Um, tight ends, uh, wide receivers, what have you. Um, so, yeah, I'm concerned, as you are. I'm not entirely sure this is the matchup that Denver wants right now. Um, you know, we're favored, as you said earlier. Uh, Washington only two and five. But um, I don't know. Let's roll into a score prediction here. What, what do you think? Do you think – is there any way you're picking Denver to win this game or what, – what, I, what I am. Okay. I am, and I, I think because if Teddy Bridgewater come out healthy, the only way that we win this game is if we score over 21 points. Hmm. 
I'll say that right now, and because okay. I, I think that I think that that's capable. The defense is capable of keeping them under twenty points. Um, if we can score twenty three points, which I think is probably our ceiling at this point, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think we can win twenty three seventeen. Okay, all right, twenty three seventeen. I respect that. Um, I am not as optimistic. I'm afraid. Uh, I think we probably drop this game. Uh, I think it's going to be kind of another ugly one, like 17-10, 17-14 again. Um, you know, I think we probably don't score in the first half uh, and then, you know, come out. Well, you know, some half. teams don't score in the first well, half. Some teams just half. don't. So that's, you know, that's acceptable to this coaching staff. So I guess it's fine. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel every week is just kind of a, a going through the motions at this point until they prove to me uh, that they're interested in winning a game again. So, yeah, after four games, that's what we're at. That's mm-hmm. it's what, what we've brought to. I'm trying to keep a little optimism. I just talked the whole time about how mismatched we are on both sides of the ball and then picked us to win. I think I have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, let's talk um, about let's do one one bright spot, but it's only really a bright spot in comparison. Right now, the Broncos defense is 26th in DVOA in the league. Their special teams, 24th. Ooh. So the, the, there Moving is, on up on that. Yeah. There's one arrow pointing up on this team, and that is the special teams unit. So we can feel – I don't want to know – I don't want to say good about that, but – I don't – Yeah. Um, Why would you even bring that up? I just – I need a drink. <laughs> this is bad. Oh, man. All right, well, let's uh, let's finish this up. It's a little shorter episode today, guys. Um, we – we don't, we don't have, have a lot, lot to, to talk about. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. just it's we don't have a lot to talk about about this team right now, and it's it's we don't want to bore you with the sit here and bash on our own team for the whole time. So right. um, we could we could recycle know. a bunch of stats, but none of them would be good. So let's none just... of them would be good. Yeah. No. So, but our special teams is trending up. All right, David. Anything anything you want to end on? Um, you know, uh, just really disappointing the way the season has turned out to be. You know, we were obviously we were all expecting a little bit more. Um, and it hasn't happened that way. Uh, but, you know, it's still good to be able to talk with Broncos country about this kind of stuff. It's still good to commiserate, to be uh, together in our misery, if nothing else. Um, <laughs> it's, it kind of sucks that we have to talk about that, the team in that in those terms again. Uh, but, you know, we'll have an off season of hope. I am already optimistic about this coaching search that's coming up this off season. I, I, I'm really hopeful that we're going to be, you know, we're going to find the guy this time. And that if we do that, I know I'm looking ahead pretty far, um, very far, but very far. But at this point, I think that's all we've got left um, to, is to, you know, if I want to look forward to something, it's going to be the off season. It's going to be that the prospects for a new quarterback. It's going to be the prospects for a new head coach. Um, yeah. Losing sucks, but at least the losing may lead to winning down the road. Yeah. Losing sucks because we're, five years into it six mm-hmm. years into it that's yeah. i think that's my yeah, six years of losing is really really bad and yeah. and i think that's where a lot of broncos country are that that little bit of optimism at the beginning of the year of oh my gosh we're three and oh and we're actually playing very very well mm-hmm. uh just just destroyed by the same old same old the last couple of years so yeah yeah you're right looking at the off season might be far away but that's something that we can kind of keep an eye on um I'm looking forward to just the week in, week out. Like, there's going to be a couple we're going to squeak out here. We're going to win a couple of these games. I know we are. We can't go. We can't end the season with three wins. 
that we got all at the first three games of the week of the year. It just it just can't go that way. Um, still here, bleed orange and blue, right? Yeah. Here at Orange Weekly, we're gonna be here regardless. We could lose the rest of the of the games and go. Well, hold on, there's an extra game now, so yeah. it'll be uh, eleven and nope, fourteen and three, right? Well, so they've already games? lost. They've already lost four. So wait, no. Wait. Oh yeah, three. Sorry, three and fourteen. Yeah, there you go. Right, um, that's right. Yeah, okay, yeah. right, that's right. Yeah, I don't. I don't see us going three and fourteen, but. You know, we're going to be here regardless. Even if we go 3-14, and 14, you'll see us every week. You'll hear us every week. We are not going to leave Broncos country. Uh, we're not going to leave you high and dry without some great content. So make sure you guys are following us. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that share button. Thanks again for listening. And, and David, we only have one more thing to say. It's the thing we always say, Jared. Go, go Broncos. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news.